Project U, the podcast. Get down. This is another Hangs with Good Artists episode on the Project U podcast. Today, our artist is a very good artist, not just any old artist. It's... Big guys. <laughs> Currently got a massive top 10 single on the Australian iTunes charts with this smash. I like me better when I'm with you. He's also touring with Ed Sheeran once his arm gets fixed. <laughs> and just announced a Australian tour. World tour. World tour. Because you know we've got listeners international. In in places such as Scandinavia, where he's also announced dates, but, you know, especially Australia. You're so right. <laughs> and, I mean, welcome to the Project U podcast. If this is your first time listening, if you're a bit of a loud super fan, uh, we are... Who isn't? Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. So... You can check all your local tour dates at at Songs on Twitter. But for our predominantly Australian audience, uh, you'll be able to see him in Sydney at the Metro Theatre on the 15th of March. I'm the- so excited for that, gonna be guys. Ridiculous. One of the best <laughs> venues to see him at as well. Uh, for Brisbane listeners, the Triffid in Brisbane on the 13th of March and Corner Hotel in Melbourne on the 16th. I had a chat with him on the phone about how he uses his voice in all of his music is a very unique instrument, an instrument that no one will be able to replicate ever again. And we talk about his process and all that shit. And we talk about relationships and... And you talk about yourself. I talk about myself, which is typical. Make sure you hit subscribe to the Project U podcast. Here's our chat with Lauv. Hey, how are you? I'm good, dude. Whereabouts are you at the moment? I am at home in LA. Oh, good. This is good. Do you like being home for a bit? Yeah, it's 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 nice to be back for a couple of days, just uh, rehearsing before before the tours. Um, I want to say thank you. Easy Love is speaking to me at the moment, and it's speaking to a point in my relationship oh, yeah? that um I thought I was a bit cooked with, and I thought it was a little bit fucked up at the moment. But it turns out other people actually experience it as well, and it was quite nice to wake up on Friday morning and find a song that's talking about where I'm at at the moment. So thank you for that. Hell yeah, man! I'm glad you can you can connect to it. I mean, well, I guess I'm I'm not glad you're feeling cooked, but <laughs> um, yeah, that's all right. I mean, and and that's the thing. Like, I I mean, this part of my relationship where it's been going on for like a year and a half, and it's really difficult sometimes. And there's a lot of yeah. fighting and and discussion to be had, and a lot of sort of compromise yep. to come to. But oh, I w- yeah. I wouldn't throw it away for anything. Is that kind of how you were feeling when you were writing this? Yep. Yeah. 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 It's really like. I don't know, like, just having that perspective of once that's gone and you realize, you know what, like, it was crazy and, and, and you know, drives me insane a little bit. But, like, thinking about where my life was before I had you or and, you know, now, like, after I had you, like, you kind of, you can really appreciate all the, the insanity. And just thinking about it now in terms of it as a follow-up to I Like Me Better because I Like Me Better, weirdly enough, spoke to exactly where I was when that came out, which was like, holy shit, everything's so fucking really? much, so much fucking better <laughs> with you than it was before. I was so lost. Now I've got you and everything's just a little bit more rosy. And, and it's really cool. It almost feels like you are, you're like live ghostwriting my relationship songs. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> just at the timing. No one's ever, no one's ever said that to me before. So, it's wild, man. Like, yeah, and and so thank you for that. And I mean, I've been following you. The first song you as I heard was "Breathe," um, and then I kind of just sort of started okay. to to fall in love with everything. But then I like me better coming out, and not just coming out and being, you know, something that I listened to on Spotify, like it was for sort of the songs before, but ending up as a, almost a staple of Australian radio, and and you becoming a really big deal here in Australia. Um, did you ever think Australia would be the country where you basically have the most success right now 
I honestly had no idea. Yeah, I'm 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 really bummed that I haven't you know been there at all yet. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 so crazy. Just like you know, I got an experience to go to Europe um, for a couple of weeks and kind of see some of the countries where the song has been doing well. And it's so different than just kind of seeing it online, you know. So I'm you know dying to come to Australia. I'm really keen to have you here, man. Um, do you reckon there's any chance it could happen with with the Ed Sheeran stuff that could bring you here at all? I have no idea in terms of the Ed Sheeran stuff. I do know, like, uh, I definitely foresee coming there um, much sooner than later, though. Good. I like that. Because he's not coming for, like, another 18. Yeah. So I want to see you here before then. That would be preferable. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a good feeling it'll be before then. Yay, good. Um, I want to talk to you. I want to get a bit nerdy with you for a second because I'm obsessed. I think I've watched the yeah. video of you making I Like Me Better, the little two-minute clip. I've watched that like a okay. hundred times now and I'm really interested, you know, I, I, was, <laughs> I was obsessed with how much you were using your vocal and using your voice and manipulating that to, to make yeah. I Like Me Better. I wondered with something like Easy Love, you yeah. know, there's, there's these beautiful moments where there's like an electric guitar in it and then there's the, excuse my voice, the... How yeah. are you making that sound? Is that an actual instrument or is that your voice again just manipulating the shit out of it? That one is also a uh, is a is a voice is my voice, yeah. Dude, it's amazing. I've been having fun, you know, because I feel like the, y- your voice is really like your most unique, I guess, really instrument that you have, right? You know, everybody's everybody's voice has like something different about it. So I figured, you know, at first when I was doing the I like me better thing, I thought maybe I would re- I would replace it with an instrument, and then I was like, well, wait, like maybe I can take this and like it's like a fingerprint or whatever, you know? It's it's uh. It's, yeah, it's unique, so. It's incredible, man. And yeah, you're right. Like, like no one else, as much as they may try to replicate that, you know, through, through like, um, through instrumentation and through synths and stuff, no one's going to quite get that sound because that's individual to the way that exactly. you, the way that you delivered it, even, you know, you, even you wouldn't be able yeah. to replicate exactly what you did in that. And that's so special. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Your your ability to to work with with vocals is is amazing. I mean, um, how long have you known you've had this ability to use your voice in certain ways? Because I know you're an instrumentalist as well, but it, it seems to me that everything comes back to the voice at the end of the day. How long did you know your voice was so powerful? And yeah, so special? you know, it's me really becoming loud has been kind of this interesting process of me kind of discovering the unique parts of my voice. You know, like before I put out the other. I think that was probably the first time I ever sang in that way, which I kind of do a lot, which is, you know, sort of in, in like my courses, like the, the low octave and then me doing kind of layering all the, the head voice high octave stuff. Like I never used to sing like that as a kid. I always used to like try to belt and always try to use to kind of like, I kind of tried to like shove my voice into what I thought other singers were singing like sort of. And it, this whole thing has been really like me totally discovering like kind of what really and accepting what makes me different you know and just embracing it it's beautiful man i i am obsessed with that and, and i really want to keep seeing um videos of you making songs because i was just like fascinated by the way that that these songs are coming together it's so cool um i mean i wanted to go back to, you, to, to like the very start of the love project because yeah as i said like i've been following it since the first couple of songs came out and you know obviously knew you were going to be a, a very big deal to a, a lot of people but never quite saw you making it onto like australian commercial radio because you know 
our playlists are just like the US. It's pretty tight and pretty difficult to sort of get a breakthrough. But then all of yeah. a sudden you're in our top five on iTunes and like we're playing you every three hours on the radio. It's so crazy. It's nuts, dude. Did you like ever think that this uh. project, did you have any like sort of commercial aspirations with it? Because I know for some artists they do and then others just are literally making music for the fun of it and they never expect it to become a, a, a viable career. Was there ever something in your mind that you thought you'd be able to make this into a big deal? When I first wrote The Other and um, was about to put that out, I was kind of treating it as like a no expectations type thing because I was still in the headspace of, you know, this is an outlet for me to, you know, always just speak my voice and save the songs that are most important for me and like most honest about my life. But, you know, I, I didn't really want to put pressure on it. And I was like, you know, I can always write and produce for other artists. And I've always wanted to make music that reached a lot of people you know, and as a kid, that meant being the artist. But then for a while, I guess I kind of like distanced myself from that dream a little bit and was like, okay, maybe I can do that for other artists. And then when I came back in touch with my own self as an artist, I was like, okay, well, maybe I, maybe I do this, but I don't have to put pressure on it. Maybe I just do it as an outlet. And, you know, ever since putting out that first song, I've been really just seeing like how much in, in a really real way that people have been resonating. It's kind of reminded me like how important it is that I'm here on this planet as a, as a person, as we all are. And like, I, if I can, I think the greatest dream I could realize would be to, to do what I love to do and to do it in a way that reaches a lot of people and also inspires them to hopefully be the truest version of themselves and, and, and you know, to, to, to not be afraid to put themselves out there, you know. The, the whole project feels so intimate and so honest and like, you know, nothing could have really influenced it except your own feelings. But I know you went to um, to university and studied music technology and obviously, you know, have done pretty decently yeah. with that. How much do you attribute your learnings at university to the way that you can create music now? It's interesting. You know, I think um, a lot of what happened when I was going to school was really like New York City and my experiences. I definitely learn stuff in school um but my program is very technical focused so it was very like kind of like electrical you know how like build circuits and like learned about like acoustics and stuff like that so it was very very technical as opposed to being more like studio application so i was kind of already doing the studio stuff you know myself just learning through experience a lot i know a lot of people who attribute basically none of their studies to what they can do musically but it's, it's different for everyone and I'm always fascinated by what that kind of gives because that's a question that I sort of see come up a lot is I've got so many friends studying music at the moment thinking that that's going to make them into like a superstar writer or producer and then they sort of get to the end yeah. of their, their studies and they go, well, shit, I still can't write a decent song. So it's like, it's a hard little balance for some yeah, of these I think people. It can definitely help. Like, and, and you know where I, where I do really value it is like, um, like some of like the music theory and the ear training and stuff and like, I definitely really appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I think every, every musician is obviously different. And, like, some people actually, like, sometimes I wish I didn't know some of that stuff because I, I some of, like, just observing some really cool, you know, producers, especially in, in my time, that, like, haven't known anything about music and even honestly will look at a screen and not, they're not even really sure what they're doing, but they're just playing around with their ears and, like, just using their instincts. And I think there's something really beautiful about that especially because I think we're in a time right now where, like, people, like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if you just look at all music that's in some way, like, you can call, like, in the bubble of popular music, music that is, like, really focused on, like, human connection, I think. People aren't looking for, like, really impressive, crazy, over-the-top stuff, right? They're looking for something simple that they can connect to that kind of unifies, you know, that unifies people. So I think you don't necessarily have to know 
every traditional, you don't have to know all the traditional training to be able to kind of get a message across, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I'm also interested when you go into writing a song for Lauv or you go into writing a song for someone else, or is that even a thing that happens? Like, do you go into songwriting sessions knowing who you want them to be for, whether yourself or another project, or are you sort of the kind of person that just writes a song and you're just like, oh, might keep that, might give it to someone else? Sometimes, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it's always a little different. Like, um, there are definitely times where I'm like, I'm definitely, I have an idea or I feel like writing for myself today. Um, and sometimes I'm like, you know what, let's just write a song. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I like me better. That was like, I, that was, I mean, it really just started me alone in my room and just messing around with, you know, some sounds on my keyboard and, and that kind of just happened. And I was like, I kind of just assumed it would be for me because it just all happened so naturally. But yeah, there've been, there've been situations where, um, where, yeah, like, where like I'm working with other people and I'm like, okay, like, um, you know, let's try to write something. F- I would love to try to write something for me. And, and sometimes it, sometimes it does work out and sometimes it ends up being a song that, you know, I'm like, I don't necessarily feel like deeply in my soul. I need to keep the song. So I'm a little bit more, uh, lax with it. Yeah. Gotcha. Where's the, where's the line? Where, like, where's the difference between, you know, a song that you know is a loud song and a song that you know is for someone else. Is there something else that you put into loud songs that makes them more, you know, honest and personal? I think it really, yeah, really, I mean, it comes down to a few things. Definitely the lyric, like, I'm very, like, I've never put out a song that, like, isn't just based on actually, like, an experience I had. And, I, yeah, I definitely feel like there's a certain standard of, like, sometimes I'll start songs with other people that are based on my life. But then, you know, because there's maybe another song, one or two songwriters in the room, we end up just kind of finishing the song. And, and, and not every lyric is really true. And I think the, the less that I feel super connected to it, the less that I'm like, I have to keep the song. Totally, man. I love that. Thank you so much for talking to me, dude. It was so cool to, like, dive into your your writing style a little bit more because I'm just, like, obsessed with the way that you're writing music at the moment and it's obviously speaking to me. Um, And I'm hoping that, like, the next single isn't, like, a breakup song. I hope it's going to move towards maybe a a really blissful holiday (laughs) of a song about my relationship. Like, I'm just fingers crossed on that. I definitely got some good stuff for you. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. It's good news for my relationship. You're like a fucking psychic for me. I love it. Thank you so much, Ari. I guess I really got to be careful what I put out next because your relationship might be at the mercy of it. Dude, so. it's fuck. It's going to be make <laughs> or break. It seriously is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Ari. I really appreciate it, man. Stay well. Okay, I'll see you soon. No, thank you. Project U. The podcast.